You're listening to The Pipeline Show with... If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. He Flaming. Son of a bitch. Back on The Pipeline Show this week and uh, looking ahead to uh, round two of uh, all the CHL playoffs across all three leagues. In this segment, we're going to speak with our CHL insider today, who is uh, Brad Cogemilio from uh, Sioux Today. Uh, before I bring Brad in, reminders, uh, the CHL Insider segment is brought to you by the store next door. If you're in the Edmonton area, collect all your broken hockey sticks, take them to United Cycle. They're going to ship them out east to the store next door. It's a company that employs people with disabilities, and uh, they make some really cool stuff uh, out of it, uh, tables and chairs and all sorts of decorations uh, look great if you have a sports bar or if uh, you just want to put it in your man cave or your den, whatever you want. Uh, recommend you check out the store next door.ca. And, uh, if you're in the Edmonton area, take them to United Cycle, drop them off. Uh, no cost involved to you for, for doing that. And if you're outside of the Edmonton area, you can get them to uh, the store next door. Contact them and see uh, where they have various drop off points right across the country. All right. My guest today is Brad Cogemilia from Sioux today. Welcome back to the pipeline show. Brad, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure, as always. Uh, my pleasure uh, to get a chance to speak with you. Exciting times, obviously. Uh, getting to uh, the second round of the playoffs, the team in your backyard uh, is in one one of the uh, clubs moving on from round one and did it fairly easily. In fact, most of these series in the OHL, none of them went past uh, five games. So, uh, no surprises really in the first round, was there? No, not at all. Um, you know, it was it was very quick too. Like you said, it was. Um, you know, in total, I think there was 35 games played in, in round one in the OHL this year, which is, uh, I think that might be an all time low or very close to it. Um, you know, like you said, there was, uh, you know, no series won more than five games. Um, you know, all the teams that were expected to move on, uh, move on did. And, you know, there were no, uh, like you said, no real surprises at all. And, you know, this is going to make uh, make things fun in round two, that's for sure. Yeah, only three teams won a game and then lost the series. North Bay, Peterborough, and Owen Sound all won one game in their series, but they're all they're all done now. All right, so let's get to the uh, to the second round. We'll start with the team in your backyard. The Sioux Greyhounds will take on the Saginaw Spirit. And uh, interestingly enough, these two teams tie points in a regular season, but by the virtue of what one home win or one win more. Uh, the Greyhounds will start on the road at the Saginaw Spirit with home ice advantage in this series. That close, uh, not a lot to pick between these two teams, is there? Well, and, that, and that's just it, right? Like they played eight times during the regular season, and uh, Saginaw ended up winning the season series four, three, one, and zero. So Saginaw is, uh, you know, it basically came down to, you know, it literally came down to the last weekend of the regular season. Um, the Sioux and Saginaw played twice the last weekend of the regular season. The Greyhounds won an overtime uh, on the Thursday night in Saginaw, and that ended up Saginaw getting that extra point in that game ended up being the difference hmm. because Saginaw would end up losing, I believe it was, two nights later to London, which would have made the last day of the regular season Saginaw on the road in the Sioux deciding the division title and second place in the conference. But because of that single point, so like it literally came down to you know, the last day of the reg- last couple of days of the regular season. Um, you know, so it's uh it was one of those things that it was just yeah, it couldn't have it couldn't have came down any closer and 
you know, I, I, I expect this series to kind of be that close. Um, you know, these are two teams that are, you know, very evenly matched. The goaltending is good both ways. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's going to be exciting. I mean, I, I think a lot of people in the league are looking forward to it. All right. If you're looking at it from the Greyhounds perspective, from the team's perspective, what scares you about Saginaw? What's, what, what do you have to worry about? Yeah, you know what? I mean, their their top line is is really dangerous uh, with Owen Tippett, uh, Ryan McLeod, and Cole Perfetti. Uh, you know, McLeod's uh, an Edmonton guy, and uh, you know, Tippett, a Florida guy, and then Perfetti's in his first year. He's a 16 year old, and he's been absolutely outstanding this year. His numbers have been, you know, through the roof, and um, you know, his numbers were really good before being put on the line with uh, with McLeod and, and Tippett. You know, after the deadline, so. You know, that's going to be tough. Um, you know, they brought in an overage defenseman before the deadline to and Justin Murray from Barry. And, you know, he had a good round one, so, you know, he can move the puck very well. And, you know, it's, it, it's going to be tough to contain guys like that. Um, you know, they're, they're a team that, uh, you know, has definitely taken a, a very big jump this year. And, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, you know, how the Greyhounds can manage to, you know, kind of keep those guys at bay. Um, you mentioned goaltending it might be a bit of a saw off here. Who are the two goaltenders in this series for people outside the league who are uh, looking in with interest? Uh, what do they need to know about the goalies for both clubs? Yeah, so and with Saginaw, you're looking at Ivan Prozvetov. He came in uh, as an import pick this year. He's an Arizona Coyotes prospect. Uh, he, he struggled a little bit early. There were it, it was a kind of a tough situation because when he first joined the team his visa, he was only able to play games in the States. Hmm. So he was basically only able to play home games and when Saginaw was in Flint and Erie. So there was a stretch where he hadn't played uh, a road game, you know, basically outside the country of the United States for uh, for a good stretch early in the year. So, you know, he battled some consistency issues, but he's gotten better. He's, uh, you know, he's a guy who made some headlines earlier in the year for doing cartwheels when he was selected as a star at home. And, yeah. um, you know, he's a guy who, uh, you know, he's a guy who's, who's drawn some attention and, you know, he's, he's put up good numbers. And on the other side, Matt Volta, you know, who's been, you know, absolutely outstanding. He's, uh, you know, he's an LA Kings pick, uh, with the Greyhounds and, you know, he's a kid who, who came in as a free agent, made the team, uh, was never drafted into the OHL and, you know, his, uh, his stretch here with the team has been unbelievable. You know, the kids, you know, very calm, even on a night when he, you know, when he maybe gives up a bad goal, it's, you know, it's right back to work. Uh, I remember the grounds coach, John Dean telling me, you know, after one game, it was, he ended up, uh, I forget who it was against, but he ended up, he gave up one goal early in the hockey game. And during the media time out, came over the, came over to the bench and, you know, basically said to his teammates, okay, guys, don't worry. That's the only one they're getting. You guys can go do the rest. I got this. And he ended up giving one goal, and they ended up winning the game. So he's a he's a kid who's confident, and you know he's a he's a guy who's like I said, very calm in in, in goal, and you know that kind of, you know it tends to wear off on on the rest of the group as well. Speaking with uh, Brad Cogemilio from Sioux today uh, here on the Pipeline Show. Now it's the usual suspects, familiar names for the Greyhounds leading the way: Barrett Hayton, Morgan Frost, Keegan Howdeshell. Uh, we're used to those names. Jaden Pekka kind of coming out of nowhere here in the playoffs. He's fourth in team scoring. He's got eight points in five games. His uh, production this year, he actually had fewer points than the uh, previous season after coming over uh, from Barry. Uh, what's happened here for uh, Jaden Pekka? Just taking on a bigger role, more opportunity. What is it? Yeah, I mean, I think with him, it's you know he's in a, he's in a situation where he's you know he's playing in a system that fits his style. He works very hard, but they you know the grounds have been. Uh, 
you know, a puck possession team for, for a number of years. And he, you know, he, he basically has, has found a way to thrive in it. And, you know, during the playoffs, he, he's been a little, and as funny as it sounds, he's been a little snake bit at times. Uh, you know, the kids had a ton of chances to score, but, you know, his numbers have been really good. And, you know, he's a kid who's fit into the system, you know, basically the top six forward here. And, you know, he's played, uh, he's played extremely well after, uh, after the trade from Barry over the scene. All right, so I, I, fair to say this, uh, you know, I was if we're going to talk about predictions, might be pointless. So this is a coin flip series. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, you know, it's one of those things that you know I'd be shocked if this you know series doesn't go like at least six or seven. Um, you know, it's it's one you know it's one of those things that you know this is a this is a series that it's going to come down to you know come down to little things. I, I talked to Chris Lazary, uh, you know, earlier today and. You know, he basically said, you know what, special teams are going to be, you know, going to be a difference maker. And, you know, this is a, this is a series that's probably going to come down to, you know, a team capitalizing on mistakes. All right, let's look at the other series. Uh, the winner of the Saginaw Sioux Series, Sioux uh, St. Marie Series, will end up playing the winner between London and Guelph. Now, uh, the Knights and the Storm finished nine points uh, between them in the regular season. But, again, this is basically a coin flip. The Guelph Storm really loaded up at the deadline, so their regular season numbers can probably forget that a little bit. Uh, how do you see that series? Yeah, that's, you know, that's one that, uh, you know, like you said, Guelph is, you know, is, is on a bit of a roll after loading up. You know, they've added some some extremely high-end talent. You know, you look at, you know, guys like Nick Suzuki, and, um, you know, this is, a, this is a group that's, you know, extremely skilled, um, you know, they, they had 11 different guys score goals in the first round against Kitchener, you know, in four games. And, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a team that, you know, if they, if they get the goaltending from, from Anthony Popovich, who's, you know, guy's been around the league for a couple of years and, you know, he's, he's, you know, maybe not necessarily considered, you know, one of the high, high end guys, but you know, he's a guy that's just got to go out there and just make the stops. And, you know, if they get good goaltending out of him, they're extremely, extremely dangerous. And, you know, on the other side, uh, you know, London's a team that's got two capable goaltenders, goaltenders in Jordan Coy and Joseph Raymakers. And, you know, it's a, it's a team that's, you know, again, is extremely skilled up front. Uh, you know, Adam Boxes had, uh, you know, had a real good round one against Windsor. And, um, you know, this is, uh, this is a series that, you know, is probably, I, I don't think the head to head matchups during the regular season the London uh, London ended up winning I, I don't think it necessarily does it justice that you know this series is going to be you know it's going to be very back and forth between you know two teams that have uh, you know have a very good rivalry so this is a series that you know again is probably going to be a six or seven gamer you mentioned Adam Boquist uh, Evan Bouchard leading the OHL in scoring yep. by defenseman right now with 10 points in four games which is those are really, really great numbers, and I, I, you know, I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, so we're interested to to follow his progress this year. How have you sort of seen his development this season? Yeah, he's a guy that uh, you know he eats up an absolute ton of minutes for for London, and you know he's uh, you know, the kid who you know basically you know the Knights' offense goes through him at Bolfest. I mean, those are you know those are the two guys that kind of you know the straws that stir to the drink, so to speak. To you know, kind of throw out the cliche there, but I mean, those are two guys that have been. You know, been very good. You know, Bouchard, he can skate. He's, you know, he moves the puck well. He's, you know, he's got that offensive skill and he's got a heavy shot from the point. Uh, you know, there were a couple of times when, you know, he's been into play, uh, play against the Sioux and, you know, everything through their power play tends to go through him. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, pretty much plays at the top of the point. And, 
you know, they're getting pucks to him to try to get through uh, on the power play. So, you know, he's a guy who, who runs things and you know, he's been a, a very, very elite player for London this year. I can tell you there's a lot of buzz growing around these parts about Dmitry Samarukov, uh, the defenseman with the Guelph Storm. So those two guys will be going head to head. What have you seen from uh, Samarukov? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, he's a guy who, uh, you know, he's a guy who's come over and had an impact for Guelph. He's, you know, he's played, he's played real well in his time with the Storm and, you know, he, he's a kid who's, who's got some offensive skill, but, you know, he's got a, he's got a bit of a physical side. He's got a bit of a, you know, a mean side at times. And, um, you know, you, I, I don't know necessarily that you see it all the time, but he's a guy who, you know, who holds it, who can hold his own for sure when, you know, when games tend to get physical, which is, you know, which is yeah, absolutely outstanding. I mean, you want to, you know, you want a guy who, you know, can kind of do both, right? If, you know, if you've got a guy who's got a bit of a physical edge, the fact that he's got an offensive ability is, is huge. So, you know, he's a guy who, you know, I, I don't blame pro fans, NHL fans for being excited to, you know, to see what his development's going to be. Cause, you know, he's a guy who's probably got a, you know, probably got a good looking career ahead of him. Now the Knights have home ice advantage in this series, but as you mentioned, Guelph's been on a bit more of a, a role here to finish the regular season and into the playoffs. Is this also a coin flip? I mean, if, if the lower seed wins, is it a shock? Yeah, I wouldn't say, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a situation where I wouldn't say it would be a shock. I mean, I, you know, I, I look at Guelph and with how talented they are, you know, that's a, that's a team that it wouldn't surprise me if they beat London. Um, you know, I would, I would look at this one and I would say London is the favorite in the series. Um, you know, but it's, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be one of those ones where it's London head and shoulders above, uh, above Guelph. I think this is a series that, you know, again, it's going to be like the Greyhound series. It's going to come down to, you know, come down to the little things. It's going to come down to special teams. It's going to come down to, you know, getting a save out of, you know, whether it's Anthony Popovich in, in Guelph or Jordan Coy slash, you know, Joe Raymakers in London. It's, you know, it's going to be that type of series where it's going to come down to the little things making a difference. Brad Cogimilio, my guest here on the Pipeline Show, looking at the OHL's playoffs in round two. Uh, let's go to the Eastern Conference, the Ottawa 67's top team in the OHL. They'll take on Sudbury, both teams winning their first round series by a sweep. Uh, how do you size up this matchup? I think everybody's expecting the 67s to be the favorite, but you give Sudbury uh, a puncher's chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a that's a series that they haven't they haven't played each other since November. So you know they're in a situation where they you know they essentially split uh, in the first round. Um, you know Ottawa Ottawa won the first meeting and then Sudbury won the second meeting in in overtime. So that's you know that's a series that again it's going to come down to it's going to come down to Sudbury getting the goaltending. Um, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, Uko Pekalukan and basically doing what he does best and coming up big in big games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Sudbury's going to have a chance to, you know, give Ottawa a scare, uh, it's going to come down to that. But, you know, I, I look at Ottawa and that's, that's a team that's extremely skilled and, you know, it's going to be extremely tough for Ottawa. Well, that's a, a, an excellent goaltending matchup, isn't it, in that series? And you got Michael DiPietro and, and, uh, Uko Pekalukan uh, going head to head. No, for sure. And that's, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. I think, you know, when it comes down, that's the focus of that series is, you know, basically, you know, two very elite veteran goaltenders, both drafted, Lukanen by Buffalo and DiPietro by Vancouver. So, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun just watching those two and see, you know, kind of see, basically watch them try to outduel each other. And the last series uh, features the Niagara Ice Dogs and the Oshawa Generals. Uh, not much separating them in the standings. I think two or three points. 
Um, so this, another, uh, potentially a pick'em series. I know one of the X factors for Niagara, Kirill Maximov uh, didn't play in the first round, correct? Is, is he, uh, maybe getting back to action here for the Ice Dogs? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's going to be the interesting thing is, you know, is if Niagara gets him back in the lineup for round two. Um, you know, he's, you know, like you said, he's, a, he's an intriguing player. He's, you know, he's a guy who's been really good for, you know, for Niagara this year. He's a guy who, you know, add some skill, add some, you know, offensive flair to that team. And, um, you know, it's going to be tough because, like you said, that's a, you know, that's a series that, you know, I believe they split their regular season meetings as well. So, you know, that's a, that's a series that there's a lot of storyline. There's the Maximoff storyline. There's the fact that, you know, they split in the regular season. And there's the, the deal that sent Jack Stignica and Matt Brassard from Oshawa to Niagara at the trade deadline. So, <laughs> There's a ton of ton of you know storylines in that series that you know just makes it it almost feels like it makes that the series to watch just because there's so many different storylines to it. Oh, that's really intriguing when you have a big and those are big contributors as well that uh, were involved in that trade. So uh, definitely going to be some uh, some money on the board there. I would have to think for those players and the the teams heading into that series. Uh, do you have a a prediction for the uh, what you'll see in the conference finals? What what are your expectations? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I feel like you know. I feel like you know Niagara probably beats Oshawa, and I, I mean for me, Ottawa's the best team in the conference. I, I mean, I feel like they're gonna, you know, no, I wouldn't say make short work of Sudbury, but I figure they'll probably have maybe a bit of the easier road yeah. um, getting there. I wouldn't be shocked to see an Ottawa Niagara, you know, conference final in the East, and you know, if I if I had to pick in the West, I would probably. You know, I would probably look at it and say, you know, I would say London coming out of the London Wall series. And you know what? It's, I've been kind of toying with that Saginaw Sioux series. I feel like it's probably, I feel like Saginaw in seven. Yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, like I say, that's the one that, you know, you could essentially flip a coin and you probably, it probably decides four different ways what happens in that series. Like, I feel like that's going to be the one that's going to be that close. Uh, that makes it exciting for sure. Brad, as always, really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the uh, the series. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Thanks, as uh, as always, for having me. Round two, the OHL playoffs, I think, going to be very, very interesting to watch. Uh, that was Brad Cogemilio, who was my guest. Uh, thanks to Brad for taking uh, time for the Pipeline show today. I always appreciate it when he's able to come on. Uh, I'm looking at the OHL playoffs in round two, and uh, I think this, all the series have the potential to be going very long. I could see all four of them going uh, six or seven games. In fact, uh, for my predictions, I'm going to say Ottawa is going to win that series against the Sudbury Wolves, um, but I'm going to say it's going to go six or seven games. Uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say seven games. Luko Pekalukkanen uh, is that good of a goaltender. I'll, I'll say Ottawa has um, some trouble with him, uh, but the 67 so deep, so strong, uh, they eventually win out. I will take Niagara over Oshawa. I'll say that one in uh, six games. I'm going to take the uh, Guelph Storm to upset the London Knights. I really like what uh, Guelph has put together here and the way they've looked in the second half. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, the uh, moderate upset and take the Storm to beat London. I'll say seven games. And I think the Saginaw Spirit and the Sioux Grounds will go the distance, and I'm going to take the Spirit. Part of me is just uh, looking for some new blood and not seeing the same old teams all the time. So I'm looking at the Saginaw Spirit. And I have no uh, ties to the Spirit or anything like that, but... Uh, from that perspective, I'm looking for the story. So I'm taking Saginaw, Guelph, Ottawa, and Niagara in the OHL. 
That leaves the WHL playoffs. Round two gets going this weekend as well. Les Lazarek, he'll be calling the games for one of those series for the Saskatoon Blades as they get set to take on the PA Raiders. We'll look at the WHL playoffs with Les Lazarek next here on the Pipeline Show. Left wing, the drop pass. Kendry into the offensive zone. Top into the net in front for Madsen. What a save by Dustin Wolf. He stretched out with the glove. Makes a save and covers. Oh, my. 8.37 to go in the second. Hey, it's Dustin Wolf with the Everett Sobertips, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Edmonton Oil Kings are in the second round of the WHL playoffs at Rogers Place. And it's a battle of Alberta, WHL style against the Calgary Hitmen. Game one is this Saturday night at 7. And game two goes down Sunday at 5 p.m. Edmonton Oil Kings, Calgary Hitmen. Fear the roar of round two in the chase for WHL supremacy. Great family entertainment at Rogers Place starts at just $21 a seat for a single game ticket. Save on day of game pricing now at oilkings.ca. 